I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. This episode of Live Wire is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving or cleaning, even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hey, it's Luke Burbank, and this is Livewire Radio. We're backstage at Revolution Hall in Portland, and we got an amazing show for you coming up. Poet Mindy Nettafee is here. We've also got Scott Poole, music from Mighty Oaks. And this guy, M.K. Asante, the man behind the memoir Buck, which is being turned into a film. This show, M.K., is called Stories to Tell, and you are a memoirist. Do you ever, like, think you're running out of life to talk about and think, I got to get out and do some more stuff? Yeah, actually, but I never feel like I'm running out, but I always feel like that's one of my jobs, not just to write, but to live. I'm a professional life liver, you know what I'm saying? Because I have to have something to write about, you know? And so I've never been short on ideas because my life is crazy. Okay, so <laughs> here we are in Portland, Oregon. What does MK Asante do to be a professional liver? I don't know. After this show, who knows what's going to happen? So I might, it might end up, tonight might end up in a memoir. If it goes right. <laughs> yeah, if it goes right. Or if it goes wrong. That's the beautiful thing about writing memoir. That's a really good point. All right, well, let's try to get wrong out there on stage. From PRI, Public Radio International, it's... Livewire! Recorded in front of a live audience at Revolution Hall in Portland, Oregon, it's Livewire with writer M.K. Asante, poets Mindy Nettafee and Scott Poole, with music from Mighty Oaks, and our fabulous house band. And now, the host of Livewire, who hopes to be played by Regis Philbin in his life story, not a movie, just in his actual life, Luke Burbank! Thank you, Jason Rouse. Thank you, everybody, for coming out to Revolution Hall here in Portland, Oregon. We got a great show for you this hour. Our theme is Stories We Tell. And as a lot of you probably know, uh, yesterday was National Siblings Day on Facebook. <laughs> and as a public radio show, we at Livewire just want to wish you the best and pray that your National Siblings Day was full of the joy and rich tradition <laughs> that we all expect from a holiday that was invented Thursday night at 11.30. <laughs> it was actually a nice thing. It was, people were posting pictures of their siblings. It was very uh, sweet. Uh, people were writing stories about their memories of uh, their time with their siblings. I am a fan of anything that creates more of that in the universe. 
because I am one of seven kids. I'm from this huge family, and we have tons and tons of family stories that we get together and spin all the time. And they're usually like, do you remember when mom befriended that lady Valerie who lived in the mail truck? And she let her park in front of our house and use the bathroom, which was kind of messed up because there was nine people in our family and we had one bathroom. <laughs> so it's not a situation where we had like more bathrooms than we knew what to do with. It was really the opposite kind of situation. But then two years later, that Valerie lady showed up with a huge, like, 10-foot-tall rocking horse for some reason, like, as a thank you. And then we put it in the driveway, and we played on it for 10 years, so that pretty much made up for the bathroom thing. Those are the kinds of stories that we get together and, and reminisce over. Most of the stories in my family have to do with the schemes that my mom would pull. I've talked on this show a lot about that, like my mom would freeze milk when it was about to expire, and then she would thaw it out in a waiting pool <laughs> overnight, um, sometimes successfully, sometimes not. There was a coffee cart um, at a mall near our house, and the coffee cart had this kind of weird promotion where they sold these little chocolates for 25 cents, and each chocolate had a picture of an endangered animal in it. And each day, they would decide on an animal like panda, and if you bought a chocolate and had a picture of a panda in it, you got your coffee for free. But what my mom figured out was that there was only like five different kinds of pictures. So she just bought like a load of endangered animal chocolates so that she had one of everything. And so she would hang out at the end of the mall by the Sabaro pizza and send one of us kids to do recon up to the coffee cart to find out what animal was that day. And then we would tell her, and then she would saunter down coolly with the, like, appropriate panda chocolate and get her free coffee. And the problem was she had to send a different kid every day because they were going to get wise, which I think is part of why she had so many kids <laughs> for the scams and also because of being terrible at birth control, um, her and my dad. My dad was the first human to win the Breeders' Cup. It's in, actually, if you look, it's in a book somewhere. Um, when I was a kid, I did not like these kinds of situations. I felt like my life was always about to veer out of control. I felt like my mom was always pulling these weird stunts. But here's what I've realized as an adult. All of the best stories start off with something going mildly terrible at the beginning. No one's ever told a great story that ended with, and so everything turned out pretty much the way we expected. <laughs> That's never been the end of a successful story. So what I do now in my life, when things are going weird, when I'm having to improv, when I'm trying to figure stuff out, I just, I console myself by thinking, maybe this is the beginning of an amazing story I'll tell someday. Maybe even on National Siblings Day next year. <laughs> Unless they've invented a better internet holiday before then, which I'm sure they probably will. So, speaking of storytelling, M.K. Asante sure got an interesting one. As a teen, he found himself running the streets of North Philadelphia with his mother in a mental hospital and his relationship with his father complicated. But M.K. used a single sheet of paper to start making his way out of, as he calls it, Philadelphia, which, by the way, still ranks extremely low on the list of nicknames embraced by the Philadelphia Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> the memoir he wrote about it is called Buck, 
which after a trip to Sundance is now being turned into a film. Please welcome M.K. Asante to Livewire. And that's me running through the airport, shuffle on the plane. I'll be like, dear Lord, let me make it. Give me one more chance. No biggie. First class in my sweatpants. Professor, first class in my sweatpants. Smelling louder than 10 extant amps. <laughs> and you know just what I'm talking about. I took that road less traveled. Yeah, that's my route. And yeah, I hear you, but what the other you talking about? And if we have a run-in, I make you walk it out. Young buck entered the game, chalk it out. We here now, been building for years now. I mastered myself, running to a fear now. I went from never heard of to it's been a while. Now they all on my tip like a black and mouth. Sheesh, but I'm just young, black, free and wild. Coldest winter ever, December child. Night flights, the lights is getting dimmer now. Mine against the window, dome and limbo. Reminiscing all the ish I've been through. Memoir and all the ish I'm into. In the midst of Pope fiction, I've been true. Nah, and I ain't trying to offend you. But if I did, then farewell, I bid you. I learned to always keep it moving. Never stay anywhere too long. They say if you drop a frog in boiling water, it'll jump out. But if you drop it in room temp water and slowly heat it up, the frog just sits there and dies. I'm trying to be the frog that gets to jump on the boil. So I'm learning to see as far as possible and at the same time, avoid being seen. Lay in the cut like peroxide. I'm growing eyes that hear and ears that see. I drive around the city looking at the shapes the shadows make on the ground against the buildings on people. Philly is a city of shapes. Out here, everybody has an angle like geometry. Squares trying to box me in. Octagons trying to stop me. Circles trying to throw me for a loop. Everything on the line. The sooner I catch the angle, the better off I am. What's up, Portland? <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> M.K. Asante, ladies and gentlemen. You know, we had Joan Didion wrap her book, and uh, <laughs> it was not as good as that. <laughs> not at all. So I hear that you're turning your book, Buck, into an album. How does that work exactly? Basically just um, original music that's all corresponds to the book. So if you've read the book and then you hear the music, you'd be like, oh, my God, because all the references and themes kind of come out. So I wanted to just do something different. You know, you don't usually have soundtracks for books. Nice. I think it sounds pretty good. Uh, you started off with a fairly conventional life, but then your life started to really fall apart as you write about in the book. What, what changed? When did your life start to sort of go off the rails a little bit. Well, I don't think it was ever conventional, but I mean, you know, the book basically... Well, you had parents who, who loved you. Yeah, yeah, and, but, but... Which is something. Yeah, that is something, and that's great. Wouldn't it be amazing to have a piping hot episode of Livewire delivered right to your heart and ears each week? Well, guess what? That can happen when you subscribe to the Livewire podcast feed and you'll get the joy of surprising conversation every week. So go ahead and do it. It's super easy. You click on the button at the top of your podcast app, and bam, you are LiveWire subscribed. And if you're still, you know, feeling the love, if you're enjoying the show, hey, maybe you could hook us up and uh, leave us a quick review. That'll help more people find out about LiveWire. And thank you. <laughs> 